I love the fact that in most cases, I'm helping someone accomplish something. Welcome to the Christian Business Connect podcast. Hey, CBC. My name is Mike Zella. I am the founder of Christian Business Connect. This is our Christians in Business podcast. Today, our guest is Dave Underwood. Hey, Dave. How's it going? Going really well, Mike. How are you, sir? Oh, not too bad at all. Living that dream, I guess. Uh, well, first of all, thank you for being here. It's always appreciated. Oh, thank um, you for having me, man. I appreciate it. Second of all, could you do me a favor and tell our listeners who you are and what you do? Sure. My name is David Underwood. Most people call me Dave. I am a licensed loan officer or loan originator in the state of Michigan. So I, I help people with mortgages, do all sorts of mortgages. I've been doing it for quite some time. I've actually been in the mortgage game for 23 years now. So I help people with their mortgage financing if they're purchasing a home or if they're looking to refinance. I work with investors and some of their financing, kind of do pretty much uh, any type of mortgage financing that's out there. I either do or have done. People don't realize that how many different types of products and avenues there are out there. So I'm sure over 23 years, you've, uh, you've experienced quite a bit. So what, ha- what drew you to mortgages? How'd you get into the uh, industry? In my younger days, I worked quote unquote corporate jobs. I worked for companies and I worked a lot in management. I actually worked in a couple of different uh, industries. I worked in the restaurant industry for a while as a manager for some uh, full service restaurant chains. I worked in retail for some for some large companies, um, Perry Drugs for some time. And then when Rite Aid came in and bought them out, I was with them through the transition and, and actually worked as an exec out of, out of their corporate office in Waterford. So I was an exec with them for a while, working in as an employee relations manager. Another guy and myself, we covered a little over 200 stores um, and handled a lot of employee relations and training. We did a lot of the hiring of the managers. So in working those type of jobs, being paid salary, your your work is nonstop. And it got to a point oh, where yeah. I, like, I just felt like I, that my time was really being abused. That's the, that's the sense I got. And so, you know, and I was young, I was, had a young family. I needed, you know, I, I didn't have the quality of life that I wanted with my family. So I decided I wanted to find something to do to, you know, where I would get out of it what I put into it, you know, in, instead of being at the, uh, at the call of a, of a corporation, you know, interrupting my Sunday evenings and, um, in my Saturday afternoons. I always had an interest in real estate. Um, I knew some people that worked in real estate mortgages, started talking to them, and, and the mortgage side of it really intrigued me. So did some checking and decided to check it out a little further and found out that I love the industry. I actually started in the industry as a processor. Um, kind of funny, I, I started, I actually started as a loan officer trainee and once I started learning about it and, and the company that was offering the training found out about the processing side of it, that really intrigued me. So I went to the company owners and, and asked if I could train to be a processor. So I, I actually started in the industry, worked as a processor for little less than a year and then finished up my training as a loan officer and I did both. So I did processing. Nice. 
Yeah, I did processing during the day. That was my nine to five, and I originated on the weekends on the evenings. So That's I awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I got kind of a kind of a real quick schooling and experience in the industry, and the processing part really helped me out a lot. Um, I got to a point where, and this was in the back in the days where we had tons and tons of subprime lenders. So got to the mm. point I. I was actually elected on the processing team to handle, to deal with all the different reps that came into the office. I, I had to be familiar with all their programs. So it was, you know, um, every lender had their own niche. So mm -hmm. I got to the point where, um, you know, loan officers that had a, you know, client with a special need, they would come to me and say, hey, this is what I need. You know, which lender should I be using for this? And I would direct them to that lender help them out so that was great nice. experience. yeah that was a great experience for my base in this industry that's kind of how i fell in love with it i've been ever since uh no turning back um <laughs> other things while i've always done mortgages but i've i've done some other things i helped a, an old buddy of mine uh grow his real estate office for a little bit so i dabbled in into the real estate side a little bit not really being a licensed realtor, but helping him in, with the with the um, back office side, you know, helping him with some, oh, excellent, yeah, helping him with some of his um, marketing and and um, and some of the some of the programs, and just being kind of another ear to help him out. Um, he since has uh, moved his operation out of state. I did that a little bit um, after the crash when things started changing and things slowed down a little bit. Um, there was a lot of uncertainty, so I kind of planted my foot in a couple of other things to just kind of have, you know, a couple of things going in case something didn't go real well with mortgages or whatever. But That's uh, smart. Very smart. Yeah, but I'm one of the ones that stuck it out and was able to make it through. And uh, and so here I am today. Heck yeah. No, great story. So what's your favorite thing about mortgages? My favorite thing about mortgages, to be honest, is I love the fact that in most cases, I'm helping someone accomplish something. Whether it's, uh, you know, I do a lot of work and, and have done a lot of work over the years with first-time home buyers. I love helping a first-time buyer buy a home for the first time and kind of educating them through the process and educating them about what kind of things to expect on the mortgage side and financially and being a homeowner, you know, or whether I'm helping a, uh, a senior citizen in a reverse mortgage you know, help them with their cash flow so they can live a better quality of life. This year has been a ton of refinances. Some people have been really surprised what they've been able to accomplish in, in you know, doing a refinance. It's, yeah, it's amazing how many people still haven't refinanced because they, they're just afraid to talk to someone. You know, they just assume that they can't do this or they can't do that. And so there's just a lot of people that are surprised and they're able to get the things done that they want to do. And they're like, I don't know why I waited to do this. So that's what I love the most is helping people. No, that's awesome. It's a, the way they're designed. Yeah. You can definitely help improve someone's financial situation. So that's, and it, it sounds like, uh, now's the time to do it with, uh, interest rates being as low as they are. So great opportunity. What's the, uh, the most challenging thing about, uh, mortgages for you? The most challenging thing are the things that I can't control. <laughs> you know, it's just like, any what I mean by this, and, and you know, because you you know you you're very familiar with mortgages, you know, appraisals, 
you know, things like that, that, you know, sometimes you just don't know what to expect when things don't come in the way you expect them to. I think those are the most challenging things because I think there's a, there's a real delicate balance in trying to make sure when you're dealing with a client that, that you are upfront with them and, and honest with them and, and keep them in a place where sometimes their expectation level isn't, doesn't get blown out of proportion, you know, even, even with the market being so hot, you know, I still, you know, every week I'm talking to someone that thinks their house is worth thousands and thousands of dollars more, more than what it probably is. And, you know, so that's, what's challenging, you know, is, is I think, I would think that's the most challenging things are the things that I can't control. I am a, a little bit of a control freak in some, in some ways. <laughs> So I think that would be the most challenging thing for me. It, it makes a lot of sense. As you have referenced, I do have the, the mortgage background as well. But yeah, there, you know, people tend to look to you for you know results on other people's work. You know, the, whether it's the uh, the appraiser, the the appraisal, or the title, or even other people in your office. You know, like uh, probably the processor or closer, etc. So it's. Yeah, mortgage originators tend to be on the front line there in any situation. Yeah. And yeah, nice. Very nice. So what, how do you typically overcome those challenges? You know, it, it depends on the situation. You know, like I mentioned earlier, I think the biggest thing is just being honest with people. You know, uh, being yeah. honest, you know, I've been fortunate and blessed that because of the experience I've had, there's a lot of things I've experienced. So a lot of times I think that I do a, a pretty good job of explaining the different situations that can come up better than maybe your average loan officer, you know, because I've been there and, and, you know, and, and if it's, it ha have experienced it before. So a lot of times, not only just in explaining, but sometimes I know how to switch the track. Yeah, sometimes you're going in one direction and if something changes, a value comes in low, whatever, we can say, hey, you know, we can still get this done, but we got to change things a little bit and go in this direction a little bit and explain, yeah, explain everything to them and say, you know, this is why we got to do this. You know, we actually have two different courses we can switch to, explain the differences and say, hey, which one, which one do you feel is going to be best for you in your situation? So nice. So yeah, so that's, you know, I think I'll, that's one of the things that I pride myself in is, you know, with my knowledge and experience, I, you know, and, and I never claim to be a know-it-all. I mean, <laughs> you know, our, our, as you know, our industry is ever-changing. Um, that's one of the things I love about the industry is that um, I have to stay on my toes. See, you know, uh, the industry and my clients keep me on my toes and I like that challenge. It is uh, definitely a challenge. And, you know, there's, as you referenced, the industry is always changing. There's essentially thousands of pages of guidelines out there. So it's, yeah, being able to make the adaption uh, as quick as you do, being able to solve problems, that, that goes a long way uh, at the end of the day. So that's awesome. Now, you sound like a wealth of knowledge with this stuff. What, uh, you referenced your license in Michigan. You know, for those that, you know, are unfamiliar with uh, mortgage licensing, where can you cover in Michigan? Um, well, I, I do loans in the whole state. So excellent. Yeah. Right now I'm currently, you know, people that are not familiar with our industry, all loan officers are licensed 
there are a few variances. Uh, people that work for large banks are licensed as well, but they are, some of the requirements are, are a little bit, they don't have to meet some of the requirements that we do as, a, as, as an independent loan officer or working for a brokerage. The company mm -hmm. is actually a direct lender, but we do have a broker's license as well. Um, so everyone that is licensed is actually licensed nationally. And then loan officers are required to be licensed in whatever states that they're doing business in. Um, I've been fortunate and blessed in a way um, over the past, ever since licensing started, I've only been licensed in Michigan. So I only do all my business in Michigan. I'm actually, uh, a few years ago, I was in the process of getting prepared to get licensed in several other states, but then we had some family incidences happen. That's when my dad passed away. So I did take care of some family stuff. That was back in 2017. But now, uh, and then this year, this year I was planning on doing it again, but uh, Mr. Pandemic came to visit us. So, and, 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 uh, and we've been busy, you know, we've been extremely busy. So yeah. that's still on the table. I'm, I'm hoping that uh, first quarter of 2021, I'll get uh, whatever things I got to finish up and, and I'll expand and, and get licensed in a few other states because I've had opportunities to do things and, I, and, and, I, and I'll have a lot more opportunities down the road. Um, I just haven't had to, the time to set myself up to take advantage of that. But for right now, I can do loans anywhere in the state. Um, one of the things that, that we do in, in our office um, and uh, the way our company set up, Top Flight Financial, we're you know, sort of like a franchise. So each branch is independently owned and operated. Um, I am not the owner of the branch that I work at, um, but a good friend of mine, Dan, is, and I've been with with um, him and his branch for over 10 years. I think it's been 12 years now. So, um, nice. so one of the things that we do as a branch and we've done for a number of years is we have relationships with a lot of independent banks in the state of Michigan and we help them um, with expanding the line, uh, their line of products that they can offer their clients. For example, you know, um, County National Bank uh, out of Hillsdale. You know, they're a chain of banks, but they don't do FHA loans. So, mm -hmm. going into one of their bank branches that wants to do an FHA loan, um, you know, that client is sent to us. So, we kind of have that bank set up sort of like, you know, we call it a, a TPO, third party origination. So, that bank is like you know the loan officer and we're like you know the wholesale lender you know i guess that would be kind of the best way to explain it so in other words so we work in partnership with banks and we have a number of banks you know we've got some banks that are just like a two bank branch you know we deal with some banks up in the up um we, we deal with some banks all over so we're very familiar with all the different types of financing all the different types of properties you know, we do, we're one of the lenders, we do a lot of manufactured homes because of there's a lot of manufactured homes all over in Michigan. Um, Definitely. And um, so, yeah, we, you know, we do some of the things that some of the other loan officers either don't do or don't want to do. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So, awesome. So, I guess, uh, tell our uh, audience a little bit about the process. You know, let's say they are interested in purchasing or refinancing. They decide to reach out to you, like what happens next? Kind of the same, whether you're looking to purchase or refinance, you know, 
he would contact me and um, I would gather some information. We'd have a discussion, try to find out what you're trying to accomplish. And, you know, with that information, we start doing an assessment and, you know, we, you know, after we do the assessment, we figure out what you can do, what you can't do, and if it's in line with what you want to do. And then we decide if it's beneficial for you to move forward. I mean, we never want to do any type of financing for someone if it's not beneficial for them, whether they're looking to buy or to refinance. Sometimes it's just a matter of uh, telling someone that, hey, you're not ready to do this yet. You know, um, and one of the things that I've always done is, especially for for buyers, whether they're f first time buyers or or experienced buyers. Um, and what I mean by that is, is um, over the past number of years, we've had a lot of buyers that getting back into the home ownership market. What I mean by that is, is a lot of people stop becoming owners after the crash. You know, either they lost their homes in foreclosure or they figured that they, you know, they had credit issues because they lost a job or whatever, and they needed time to heal. And now they're getting back into the home ownership game. And it's been a while since they've owned a home. So one of the things that I'll, I'll do is I'll work with them. And uh, the beautiful thing about that is, is um, I'm not an attorney that charges by the hour. Um, I don't charge anyone by the hour. I don't charge to help coach someone and help guide them and tell them what kind of things they need to do to get prepared to get the financing done that they want to get done to reach their goals. I, I always have a, a handful of, you know, people that are uh, first time buyers, people that are looking to own a home again, that are what I call in process, you know, as far as getting ready. They're, they're not ready to do it where it's beneficial for them. So yeah, do a lot of that. Hey, and that goes a very long way. I mean, because timing is everything, you know, and sometimes you have to be patient and, you know, and, you know, most people just try to find the, the immediate sale. So the fact that you take the time to say, yeah, this, you know, you're not quite there yet or it doesn't quite make sense yet. I mean, that shows that they're working with an honest person in a very challenging transaction. So awesome. Very awesome. So how do people get a hold of you? The best way to get a hold of me is my cell number. Um, anyone can they can reach me and call me at any time. I might not answer if they call me at ten o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a problem with that. They can call me, leave a message, or they can text me. That number is two four eight two one nine three four five seven. I believe I have that posted on my Facebook and LinkedIn. You know, that's just it. So people can check my Facebook or LinkedIn and uh, get my contact information. Um, or they can uh, go to my website. I have a company website, which is um, www.topflightfinancial.com uh, forward slash Underwood. And Top Flight, flight is spelled F-L-I-T-E. So if you're a golfer, it's like the golf ball. Top Flight. Um, Excellent. Good way to describe it. <laughs> awesome. Very awesome. Any other final news, notes, tips, stories, anything you'd like to share before we uh, sign off from the interview? I'd like to let uh, any listeners know that, that as far as mortgages go, something that most people don't apply for a mortgage, you know, every year or every month. Um, and the process is a lot different than applying for a credit card or a car loan. 
which is why in most cases when you get a mortgage, you're working with a mortgage professional. It's totally different. The rules are ever changing. I, I can tell you how many rule changes we've had this year just because of the pandemic, because, you know, lending is, lending is based on risk. And, you know, when, when risk changes, the rules change. So we've had a number of rules um, this year, more than usual. And that's continuing because we're still in the middle of the pandemic. Um, so I would urge that, you know, anyone that is thinking about um, doing any type of mortgage financing, you know, the most important thing you can do is find a, 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 a trusted, experienced mortgage professional first, you know. Um, and there's a lot of uh, what I call the good guys in the industry. Most of us are the good guys. Most of us are trying really well. Most of us want to help people out. Unfortunately, there are some, and I don't like to say bad apples, but there's some that just aren't going to give you the care. You know, they're, you know, they're more worried about making the buck or they're worried about their numbers. Um, so you might not get the attention. You, so you don't get the service that you deserve. And one of the things that I've always done is I've always tried to, I've always tried to not only live my life, but especially um, treat my business with something real simple, which is basically the golden rule. You know, the golden rule to me, it's so simple, which everyone knows, you know, do unto others, you know, comes from the Bible. It's so simple, but it's so powerful. I don't think, I think it's something that's so common. We don't stop and think about how powerful it is because if you really think about it, that golden rule is something that is recognized in hundreds of religions around the world. So it's very powerful. Yeah. Yeah, very powerful. And, but it's so simple. Um, but it's important. It's very important to me. Um, so I try to, you know, always treat people the way I would want to be treated. I would say, you know, if anyone's looking out there for uh, mortgage questions, anyone needs to have a conversation, reach out. I'll always make time, you know, um, even if it's just to answer questions. Awesome. Well, it's really appreciated. Uh, you're needed out there. So uh, if you haven't reached out to Dave, please do so, even if it's just for a one-on-one. -on -one. And Dave, I really, really, I really appreciate your time. Uh, taking part in this podcast. Thank you. Hey, man, thank you so much. I appreciate everything that you do. Um, I know you invest a lot of time and um, everything with the CBC and doing the, the podcast, whatever. I think it's a great thing. So I appreciate you as well, brother. Oh, hey, uh, you're one of few. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> well, I appreciate the kind words. Everyone else, have a great week. Thank you for listening. And let's all work together to be more through Christ. God bless.